we love cake so much we decided to make it a full-time business for me sammy and me bronya join us on our journey of discovery as we meet fellow cake professionals artisan cake makers and home bakers who will give tips and advice on the business of cake making podcast glitter included follow us on instagram and listen to us on spotify itunes podbean or wherever you listen to your podcast sign up to our newsletter and visit the blog at daisycakecompany.co.uk Hello, Bronya. Hello, Sammy. How are you? Um, I'm very well, thank you. Shall I introduce today's guest? Please do. Very excited. Yes, yeah. Well, um, we met Natalie at the Cake and Bake show um, and we interviewed you very briefly, um, but we're lucky enough to have you as a guest today, um, especially as you're in Lanzarote. Thank you for having me. Uh, oh, you're welcome. Um, so Natalie runs a company called The Safety Expert um, as a chartered environmental health officer, a food safety advisor, trainer and content creator. And before that, um, she worked as an environmental health officer. Um, we find that environmental health can be sometimes a bit scary, especially when first setting up a business when you are expecting your um, EHO visit. visit. So Natalie is going to be answering some of our questions to put us at ease, hopefully. Um, so hello again. <laughs> uh, hello. Um, uh, would you be able to tell us a bit about your background and why you are so passionate about health and safety? Yeah, of course. So my background, I qualified as an environmental health officer in 2011, a long time ago now, um, after having um, completed the MSc in Environmental Health at the University of Birmingham. And then I've gone on to work for a whole range of uh, local authorities, so a couple of London boroughs and district councils as well, working as an Environmental Health Officer. So I would be that person going out doing food hygiene inspections yeah. Yeah. of a whole range of businesses, including home baking businesses, issuing food hygiene ratings. Um, probably worth mentioning that that's, that's just like sort of part of the role. Mm. The role of environmental health office is so varied. And yeah. um, food hygiene inspections are, are, just, are just a part of it. So you were in London boroughs because they're usually quite busy, aren't they, the London boroughs? Yes, uh, London boroughs are very busy. Uh, one of the ones that I worked at was particularly busy, right. um, but it was really good fun. I kind of, I love being busy all the time anyway. There was always something happening and uh, there was quite a lot of closures of food businesses, Wow, um, probably at least a couple a month. Wow. Um, I think just because... Not necessarily because standards are lower, but just there's such a huge volume of businesses in yeah. a very condensed area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, challenging, busy, but um, but good fun. Yeah. <laughs> I expect as well, a lot of businesses open and close quite quickly, don't they? Yeah, there's, there's a massive um, sort of turnover yeah. of businesses. Um, mm. You can walk along a high street one week. You'll see a yeah. new business that's opened and then the next, so the next week, but a few months later, that business um, could have completely gone, yeah. changed hands again, um, rebranded. Yeah. And there is a very high sort of turnover of businesses. Yeah. I think it's, it's it can be difficult um, setting up and running a food business, um, to be honest. Yeah. It certainly is. Certainly is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. Um, right. So let's start with the absolute basics. 
in order to sell cakes and bakes from home business, we should be registered. We legally have to be registered with our local council. Um, how do we do that? And how soon after registering can we actually make cakes? Yeah, great question. Um, so the easiest way to register a food business is online. Um, so you can do this on the .gov website. If you just literally um, type into Google food business registration, the, probably the first link that will come up is to the .gov website and you can just put in your business postcode and complete the registration process from there. And then it will go through to your local authority. Uh, alternatively, if you go onto your local authority's website, most of them will um, have a page uh, where you can download a food business registration form if you prepare, if you prefer to print a form off, fill it in by hand, right. and then you can email it or post it yeah. to them. But I'd say the easiest way is online. Yeah. Um, and then you can start um, you can start operating straight away. You don't need to wait for your food hygiene inspection. Um, probably worth mentioning, technically, as the law goes, you're meant to register at least 28 days before you plan to start trading. Right. Um, so if someone hasn't started their business yet and they've got still got enough time to do that, then I would register the 28 days before. Um, let's say a business is, is trading already, but they haven't registered. Don't panic. Just register yeah. straight away. Um, there is Most local authorities are quite flexible with this 28 days before. Right. Um, but it's just technically you are meant to do yeah. it 28 days before. So if you can... Then, and it's free um, as well. There's no charge is. to record to, to registering, is there? It's completely free. Completely free and registration can't be refused either. Oh, interesting. Oh, I never knew that. Oh, no, okay. I oh. didn't know that either. Okay. Um, when uh, the EHO comes to visit, what can we expect to happen? And uh, how long does a visit take? Okay, so normally a visit would take about an hour for for a home baking business that's yeah. say making cakes from home. Inspections of other types of businesses may take longer, but for yeah. a home baking business, I say shouldn't be longer than an hour. Right. Um, and what to expect? So the officer will have made an appointment. Yeah. If you're operating from a private address, they need to make an appointment. Mm-hmm. So you'll know they're coming. So you're going to have a little bit of time to prepare as well. Yeah. Um, first and foremost, um, I, I mean, I can kind of describe how I would approach yeah. this type of inspection. Um, I would go in, you'd, you'd always try and make small talk with the business owner. You know that people can be nervous. Yeah. Um, so sort of just ask some questions, show an interest in their business. Um, and then I would normally sit down and there's normally like a dining table or something um, in the kitchen area and then I would first of all just want to get a bit more of an understanding about exactly what they're doing and what their process is right so then that's kind of the business's opportunity just to explain literally what they do you just need Mm -hmm. to tell someone what you do so the type of cakes you make maybe sort of um, the frequency that you're um, producing the cakes and Maybe just a, if the officer um, wants to know, just a, an overview of your yeah. processes to how, from when you receive an order, um, quickly through the steps of how you make the cake and then how you um, serve it to the customer. Mm-hmm. Um, that's good just to get an understanding and an overview. And then I would start looking through the food safety paperwork. And um, so, for example, 
food safety management system. So for our home baking business, they would probably be using the Safer Food Better Business Pack. Mm -hmm. So I would have a look through this and check, have all of the relevant parts been filled in. Um, Officers know that not all of this pack is relevant to every type of business and especially for home baking businesses. So they're not going to expect you to have filled in the parts that aren't relevant. Right. But I would expect the business to have gone through, yeah. filled in the relevant bits and any bits that aren't relevant, just I'd say put a not applicable either in the box or at the top of the page, just to show that you've read it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then I'm going to also be comparing what it says in this pack to then what the business owner is explaining to me throughout the inspection. So is what they're telling me, does it reflect what it says in this pack? Because the pack yeah. is almost your food safety procedures. Yeah. Are you actually doing what it says in here? Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason this is going to be more of a description is in a food business where they're operating at the time, you can look at what it says in the pack and you can physically see what yeah. the staff are doing in practice. With a home baking business, it's harder, which is why a lot of it's going to come down to the business owner explaining right. um, what they do. Yeah. Um, so once I've looked through the pack, I'll look at the diary at the back. So... Is that up to date? Is mm-hmm. it being completed um, correctly? I mean, it's fairly straightforward to complete, but if you've ticked to say you've done your opening checks, then you need to have actually done the opening checks, such as checking the fridge temperatures yeah. Uh, yeah. and th- those things. Um, some businesses will have like a separate sheet where they record fridge temperatures. Yeah. So if the if the business owner does, then we'll have a look at that as well. Um, allergen information for the products, possibly, depending on how the business owner chooses to provide that information to their customers. They may have like an allergen matrix for their mm-hmm. cakes, possibly. You can show that to the officer. Food hygiene training certificate. So the easiest way to demonstrate that you've done food hygiene training is to have a certificate. Yeah. <laughs> and it would be recommended at least level two uh, yeah. in food safety for catering. And you have to update um, that every now and then, don't you? Yeah, it's recommended refresher every three years. Yeah. So it's not a legal requirement, but it is it's a recommendation. Right. Mm. Okay. That's interesting. Um, I thought it was I thought you had to do it. But that's fine. I would rather practice. have it up to date. I would rather have it there up to date, yeah, ready to go things someone. Change, don't yeah. they? Yeah yeah exactly things do change yeah um only other bits of paperwork that the officer may want to see would be possibly your order book if you have one right you may not want to see it but it's good to have it close by just in case mm-hmm. um and then receipts and invoices for for your ingredients again they may not want to see them but if right. you've got them ready you've not got to be panicking rushing around trying to find them or yeah. pulling out a carrier bag of receipts <laughs> Uh, when the officer's there and you're under pressure Um, so just have them sort of neatly organized that's the paperwork side then I'd have a look around the kitchen and so in terms of food hygiene stuff so fridge how is the fridge organized is there a separate fridge um, for the business and for the family or is it managed in a different way you can use the same fridge but you need to be able to explain to the officer how you're keeping things separate separate shelves containers etc um hand washing facilities um 
which I think we might talk about in a bit more yeah. detail in a bit. Um, sinks for washing up, dishwasher, dishwasher for washing up. Is there a hot and cold water supply? Hopefully there is in someone's kitchen. Yeah. General cleaning. And the officer isn't expecting a commercial kitchen. They get it's your home. Okay. Um, but it still needs to be clean yeah. and a good state of repair, um, which I think for most people in their homes, they are in a good state You'd of hope repair. So, you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, talked about fridges. Fridge temperature, the officer may check the temperature of your fridge. Right. Um, or if you've got a thermometer in the fridge, you can show them, you can show that to them. Yeah. And they may then have a look at that. Um, cleaning materials so have you got um, sanitizer or antibacterial spray to clean your food preparation surfaces um, they me- this is something that some officers require and some don't for home baking businesses so there's a British standard BSC yeah. 1276 or BSC 13697 for the sanitizer um, to comply with Yeah. for most food businesses the officer always expects this Right. But this is where businesses are handling higher risk foods, so raw meats, uh, raw vegetables, things like that. Yeah. For home baking business, businesses, some officers don't require you to have one that meets this British standard because you're making cakes, you're not handling yeah. raw meat and stuff yeah. like that. But from my perspective, I would say just get one that does because yeah. they're not even any more expensive. No, that's um, right. It, if you're going to so, buy cleaning stuff, you might as well buy... Yeah, and I, I always like I have my designated area in my kitchen that I work at. Um, but every now and then I'll come in, and one of the boys is making a ham sandwich there, and I'm like, <laughs> no, that's my zone. So I think you know it's better to be safe than sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I can yeah, imagine 100%. you doing that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> few like get out of my kitchen. <laughs> It's great that you've got like a, a dedicated area as well. Yeah. It's a good a good way of managing things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when when you talk about paperwork, because I mean, there's the Safer Food Better Business Pack. I know there are other p- packs that other cake makers have put together and they sell online and things like that. Because not everything is applicable. Um, but another thing that I often see people asking about is you're talking about receipts. Now I know some people they do whole lists of when they've had something in the batch number and the rest of it. Now. Many years ago, when I had a place, we looked at um, supplying, I think it was Waitrose, it was their um, their farm shop, and they wanted me to go okay. through the salsa system, which was mm. a lot of, you know, traceability, putting things in a separate area, making sure everything was... But for home business, do we need to be doing that? Do we need to actually be recording everything that comes through the door and putting mm. it down on a piece of paper somewhere? So in my experience of what most EHOs would be looking for for a home baking business, they're not going to expect you to have that level of detail. Now, if you want to and you've got a system in place that works, um, there's no reason not to use it. Yeah. Um, But in my experience, EHO isn't going to be requiring you to go into that level of detail. As long as you've got some basic traceability, for example, if Tesco's recalled something that you bought, and you know if you've you've got the receipts and so on, yeah. you've got some way of roughly um, tracing it back. That is generally going to be um, acceptable, right? Right. Because yeah, I, I mean, sorry, sorry, Sam, go on. Uh, that that's actually for for me personally, that's quite easy to do because I do my accounts monthly and I file them in there 
folders because you have to keep them for so long I don't know how many years um so if like say if you came in I could go you wanted February I'd just go to February and pull pull them all out and all my receipts would be in there and plus as well I I I record them on to um bake diary yeah yeah I mean I I know some people that they really panic that you know oh they they've they're writing batch numbers and all the rest of it and I'm, yeah I, like, I know someone who does that and I'm like I've been doing this for 15 years and I've never done it I've never and that's part of the reason why we didn't do the salsa in the end because it the amount of paperwork involved wasn't worth the effort for the amount of trade it was actually going to give us so we kind of like we okay. bounced it off and went there's there's yeah because like, we don't buy in bulk either yeah and we'd have we'd, to be working ma- we was going to have to put modifications into the bakery to have separate storage and I'm like you know what this isn't worth it but I've never actually written down I've never got my shopping in and then started writing lists <laughs> I've just put the the receipts away so it's good to know that I'm not completely wrong yeah no I think if a business is wanting to if let's say they're aspiring to start supplying supermarkets or something mm. like that um then maybe it's a good practice to get into but the supermarkets and for these SARS recommendations, they require a much higher standard than the yeah. law requires anyway. Um, so I think it depends what direction someone want, wants to take their business as well, like what's their yeah. ultimate ultimate goal. Yeah, that wasn't ours. So. <laughs> um, what common thing as bakers um, that we should do, we don't do? Can you, Is there something that bakers constantly make the same mistake? Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, that's good. If you've got to think of an answer, <laughs> we're obviously doing it right. It's so bad. <laughs> In my experience, like bake, sort of home bakers are so diligent. I think a lot of people get very nervous about the inspection, so they they're actually very prepared, right? Um, yeah. From the EHO's perspective, and they really care and they're very diligent about everything. So. Um, I don't think I've ever gone to inspect a home baker where they didn't have everything um, mm. that was needed. Um, I mean, there's been a couple of situations where the um, business has not realised that they needed a food safety management system. Right. So that probably is maybe the biggest um, mistake area is our home baking business not realising that they need something such as Safer Food, Better Business. Right. Mm. Um, and that can be quite detrimental to the inspection because if you don't have a documented food safety management system in place, you're going to struggle to get more than a one out of five yeah. for the food hygiene That's rating. Right. Yeah. yeah. So is that so, is that tend to be the thing that does knock people's rating down, is, is the paperwork or lack of paperwork? It's the lack of paper. I think across the board for any type of business, I would say in my experience, that is the main reason right? Um, for a low rating. Um, quite often businesses don't realise that yeah. they need the paperwork or how heavily the scheme is weighted on the paperwork. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it shows that you've been adhering to the, the safety standards, I guess. So you need you need that to make sure that we're doing it. Um, I've got a sheet that isn't um, from the uh, Better Business Pack with, and it has a list of like my opening, and the, and it's it's mm. designed for me. That's okay, isn't it? Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Um, so this is, I suppose, equivalent to like the diary part yeah. of SFBB yeah. with your yeah. own opening and closing checks. Yeah, yeah. So if you've got something that works better for you. 
Mm. Um, that's that's fine. Uh, as long as you're checking the key things, is your fridge operating at a safe temperature? Yeah. Have you got hot water each day? Have you got hand soap? Yeah. Um, facilities for drying hands. All of those key things you'd need to check. Whatever format it's in, it doesn't matter as long as you're doing yeah. the checks. Yeah. And you've got those things in place. Yeah, I have for sure. <laughs> So you, you talked about earlier about your about the level two in catering food safety, um, which is actually relatively easy to to do. I mean, it's not it doesn't take hours. You don't have to study for years or anything like that. It's relatively easy, um, and it's not actually that expensive either. Because anyway, is there anything else <laughs> that you recommend we do? Um, so I know there are things like allergen and training. So is there any other certificates that you would recommend we had under our belts? Yeah. So besides the level two food safety, um, allergen training is, would be useful. Um, the food standards agency does actually offer a free online food allergy, um, training course. Yeah. Oh, do they? I so, didn't realize that. That's interesting to know. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it's free. It, it's a it's a fairly basic course, but it sort of covers the key things um, mm. that someone running a food business might need to know. Um, if anyone wants to access it, just the easiest way to find it just Google FSA for Food Standards Agency online um, food allergy training, and it will bring up the the page to to their course. Um, Excellent, and it's free. So. And yeah. you get a certificate at the end as well. So if you've got that to show the EHO as well as your level two food hygiene certificate, yeah, they're going to be better. even more impressed. <laughs> yeah. More brownie yeah. points. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I turned my piece of paper over. She's making um, notes. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> going to check that out. Um, 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 as somewhat, also, I've got my own fridge for designated um fridge cake fridge um mm. i'm the only person that uses it um though um i do know the boys go in to check to see if there's any cake in there or anything that they can <laughs> nick um if i don't label the food in there is this wrong I, I date stuff um but as i have a quick turnaround and rotation on the products and i know what's in my fridge would this be classed as incorrect okay um the key thing is um that you're able to keep track of the dates um so when things need to be thrown away by especially used by dates yeah um i think if it's just one person working in the business um and therefore you you know you know what each thing is so you're talking about labeling it with the name of the yeah yeah i'll put the dates on and stuff but i won't go like um I just, I just know where everything is. I know that's vanilla buttercream. I know I was that's say, so things like you know you've got a bit of buttercream left over, and you don't necessarily yeah. know what flavour it or, is. And, yeah, chocolate yeah. ganache and yeah. things like that. Yeah, I, I don't think um, officers would have an issue with that if you're during the inspection able to confidently explain to them how you're managing it, mm. um, like you've just explained to us. If you're able to explain your system, and the key thing is. You're making sure there's not any food that's going to be past the use by date. Yeah. And there's not going to be any risk if it comes to, say, like allergens, for example. If you know what something is yeah. and you know what the ingredients are in it and you can then check from the ingredients list on the, the original product label, etc. Mm. Uh, if you can manage all of those things, um, I don't think the officer would have an issue with it. Of course, if someone wants to label the items, um, if they're not sure, you know, they might not remember something like that, then, yeah. then, then do so. Um, but I think, yeah, 
it sounds like you've you've got your system it works for you you'd be able to explain it confidently to the officer yeah Yeah. and I I kind of um you you have to clean your fridge weekly well I do my weekly um anyway so you you know what's in there you can like and I rotate everything like I have all my jams in there and my curds so yeah yeah good answer (laughs) (laughs) I'm Good answer. That. Less work for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I'm a, sort of like a, a member of many Facebook groups, and you always see people like panicking when they're starting because they've got their EHO, yeah. and this is like my first. And a question that comes up a lot, and I actually genuinely don't know the answer to this. Um, so it's about taking fridge temperatures. So you have to take your fridge okay. temperatures um, because everything you know has to be at a certain temperature. Do we have to take them every single day? Or is it only on bake days when you're doing your opening and closing checks? Yeah, good question. I see this question a lot as well. Um, so my answer to this is if you're storing food, if you've got food in your fridge for your business, then you need to be checking the fridge temperature. Right. Um, so if you just check the temperatures on the days you're baking, but there's been food in your fridge for a couple of days before and the temperature wasn't at a safe temperature you're not going to know. Right. Um, so any time you've got food in your fridges for your business, I will be checking the fridge temperatures on those days. If there's days where you have nothing in your fridges, then you don't need to check the temperature. Perfect. So I'd say days you're storing food or and days you're baking. Right. Um, if, if, if that makes sense. That does make sense. I, that I take my temperature every day. Yeah. Yeah. But I've seen so many people say, oh no, do you just have to do it on the days you're baking? I'm like, yeah, but what about this? Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Good answer again. Yeah. Yeah. If you've got got stuff in the fridge every day. Yeah. It is better to check the fridge every day. Yeah. 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 Because sometimes um, it it dips and sometimes it's higher. And I suppose it's like depends on the temperature of the air outside as well, or how many times you've been in your fridge. Yeah. How many times people are opening that door? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, so we, we talked about this earlier, hand washing sinks, um, (laughs) uh, hand washing sinks in a domestic environment. Um, people don't really have them in the the kitchen um so should we have a, a separate how a separate sink what what can you recommend i've actually got a downstairs toilet which is literally next to the kitchen so i cl- i class that as my hand washing sink okay so yeah there's there's different options because as you said in a domestic food business most people in their home kitchen don't have a mm designated wash hand basin yeah that is what the law requires so in a commercial food business like there is no excuse there has to be a separate sink for washing hands and only for washing hands yeah no equipment anything to be stored in there as i said there is a little bit of flexibility with domestic food businesses um but this is still a slightly challenging area in terms of unfortunately um different offices and different councils there is there's a bit of discrepancy as right. to really? some will accept it. So I've been asked this question quite a few times, and what I tend to do is I give a few different options mm-hmm. that yeah. a business could use. And then I always caveat it with you need to just double check with your EHO yeah. as mm-hmm. to what they're going to accept. Um, because 
Yeah. So let me let me share a few a few options. So if you've got a double sink or like a 1.5 sink, mm-hmm. that's fairly easy because you could just designate the half or the 0.5 bit for how much. Okay. Okay. I didn't realise that. So if you've got little... so if you've got like one with that little bit in the middle, that little bit in the middle can be your hand washing. Oh, okay. That's good. Yeah, set it up uh, with some liquid antibacterial hand soap. Yeah. Um, paper towels, blue roll, whatever you're using. Uh, that could be what you're using to wash your hands. Okay. When you're preparing food for your business. Yeah. Um, that's one option. Or double sink again, fairly easy, half and half. Um, alternatively, if you've got say like a utility room mm-hmm. next to your kitchen, um, which I do at home, I don't bake cakes, but I've I've filmed some videos at home yeah. to use this as an example. Yeah. Um, utility rooms right next to the kitchen, so and there's a sink in there. So one could be used for hand washing, one can be used for washing equipment. Right. Yeah. Um, other option, so we'll touch on the, the downstairs toilet. Now, I know some officers who accept this and I know some that don't. Um, right. And the reason some don't is because it's a toilet mm-hmm. and unlikely if the toilet was flushed and the doors open, you can get aerosols coming through into the kitchen area mm-hmm. so this could be a reason why some don't accept it right um others will and i'm guessing sammy in in your case the ho who did your inspection um was i, I okay haven't been that. inspected yet since i've lived here oh. Oh, yeah. oh, i okay. haven't been either but we'll go on to that in a minute <laughs> yeah oh, okay okay um yeah it may be acceptable it may not so i tend to tell people to See if you can think of any other options first. If the sink for the toilet is in like a separate room to the actual yeah, toilet, no, yeah. um, then that would probably be okay. Um, other options, set up a, just create a temporary wash and basin station. So get a bowl, fill it with warm water, put some liquid hand soap paper towels next to it. You can use that for washing your hands. You'll then just need to each time tip it into the sink, refill it with warm water. Right, um, yeah. So you could, you could do that. Final option is to clean and disinfect the single sink after every use. So wash your hands, spray it with your antibacterial spray, clean and disinfect it. Then it's ready for washing equipment and so on throughout. Yeah. Um, Could be a bit of hassle, but it is another option that um, would probably be acceptable um, Mm -hmm. to the officer. Mm -hmm. So I think people just need to have a think about each of these different options. Yeah see if there's one that might work for for them so actually talking, then, talking about so the inspection we what we didn't ask with the inspection is how so, how soon and how often can you expect expect an inspection now i'm yeah. gonna say i've been in this borough for four and a half years and i haven't seen anyone okay um, okay. When I opened my shop, so I was in Hampshire. We we're in Test Valley, and the guy was great. I loved him. He was such a nice he guy. He was so nice. He was. He, he became a friend, you know. And yeah. Walked around before we opened, and we went around some things, and he said, "Well, you could be doing mm. that." And we didn't even have any furniture in the place. And then he came around a couple of months later when we were open, and then literally three years on the dot, he knocked on that door, and there he was. Actually, I think we opened one morning, and Sammy yeah. opened the door, and went, "Oh, we've been expecting you," and in he came. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and then I went back to working from home and he came to visit my home and he was, he was such a nice guy. Um, and so I saw him in a, in the space of five years, I think I met him five or six times. Okay. I, I've been here mm. four and a half years, not seen anyone. Now I came here and registered about six months before COVID. 
so that happened. I have a regular phone call or email. Every year I have a phone call or email. Are you still operating? And I'm like, yeah, waiting for you. Haven't, haven't turned up yet. Okay. So, but I mean, I've well, spoken I'm, in the, I'm in the same boat yeah. because I've lived here since 2020. Again, moved in in lockdown. Um, I've been in contact and I've been contacted by them saying, are you still operating? Yeah. Um, but, but they've not, They've not been to see me. And I've just been to a, a cake meeting with my cake friends today. And we were all talking about that. And none of them also have had their inspector inspection yeah. recently. I mean, is it that there is a backlog? I mean, to me, I'm not bothered. I know that I've been doing this a long time. Yeah. And if they walk in the door tomorrow, I know I'll, I'll be fine and I can get through it. But I know some new businesses, they really panic and they're like, I want my five stars. I, I want my five star rating. How soon should we expect to be expecting? And it's four and a half years excessive. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I shouldn't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh. Um, <laughs> so there is local authorities are struggling yeah um with resources um staffing issues etc covid really didn't help um mm. there's for many local authorities there was already a backlog of inspections during covid there was a period of time where most um local authorities kind of put a hold on food hygiene inspections for a period of time mm-hmm. so that made that backlog even worse so I think genuinely, practically every local authority is struggling at the moment. Um, There's going to be a massive backlog of inspections, a shortage of officers to do the inspections. So, uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised for any business if you're waiting quite a while. Mm -hmm. Um, It's good news that you've received emails from them asking, are you still operating? Yeah. Because my first thought was, oh, has maybe your food business registration been lost? Yeah. But you've but you've got um, written communication from them, so yeah. that's not the case. Um, so I think it is just a case of of um, sitting back and waiting. Um, I and guess we're quite think, low risk, aren't we? You know, we're not. I've never heard of anyone dying of cake yet. You know. No, exactly. <laughs> um, in terms of the risk rating scheme that local authorities would be using, cake makers would be in the lowest risk category um so they are focusing their efforts at the moment on like the highest risk businesses whether that's the most poor like the sorry the poor performing businesses Uh or higher risk businesses that are say say nurseries hospitals care homes where they're serving higher risk groups yeah that's where they're really putting their resources um i think if if someone's desperate for their inspection um there's no harm in in dropping them an email just saying i just want to check have you have you definitely received my registration and do you know roughly when someone may come out that could i I, I actually did that when i moved here because i was like i haven't heard anything yet so i i did email them and they said no don't worry we'll be in contact but that that was 2020 See, I I did have one and i know um as a home food business we should have an appointment made um, and yeah. I, I understand, but I actually, I was out one day, so me and my husband were out and I had a, a card through the door saying, sorry, we missed you. And so I phoned them up and I'm like, um, are you allowed to do that? And they went, you don't have to let me in, but we just happened to be passing and we saw that you were on the books and we hadn't been. Now that was three years ago, but we, so 
but he did say, don't worry, we, you didn't have to let me in if I did turn up. I mean, I, I wouldn't have had a problem, but it's, it's just, I was led to believe that they shouldn't do that for a home business. Um, but yeah, so I have, I've, they've kind of tried to, but I wasn't in at the time, so I didn't get it done. It's interesting you say that someone did just turn up. That's potentially a little bit naughty. Right. The, the only time I would know like that, that that to happen or that I would have just turned up at say a domestic address is where for months you've been trying to contact the business right. owner and you can't get through. Yeah. Then you may go and knock just to find out. Are you yeah. still operating? You wouldn't necessarily say, can I come in and do the inspection now? But you may say, can we make an appointment now? Right, um, yeah. Or you may put a calling card through. But that would normally be if you tried to get hold of the business via email, phone, etc., and you haven't been able to. Um, but I mean, yeah, I, I wasn't like- phased. I mean, I've been in this business a long time, so I wasn't phased. I think it probably would have freaked out a new business owner a little bit more than me because um, I wasn't phased. And it, they, they did say, you know, yeah, you didn't have to let us in. It was just we were in the in the area. But I was surprised. It, it, it was a bit of like, oh. Oh, it was like this little card. Sorry, we've missed you. I was like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that is quite surprising. Although I suppose for a new business, it could at least be a good way of get, getting it over and done yeah. with. And then without having the worry of the night before and maybe not sleeping because you're worried about it. It's just kind of yeah. just get it over and done with. Really. <laughs> Some people <laughs> might prefer oh, that. <laughs> right. Okay. So um, one last thing. Um, we would like to talk about pets. Again, this is something we see. So I see so many in in groups. Can we have dogs? Can we have cats? Are pets allowed? Yes, pets are allowed. Um, I, I get asked this question a lot, and people are always really relieved when they realise yes. Um, so all that would be expected is when you're preparing food or cakes for your business, just make sure the pets are out of the kitchen, mm-hmm. um, and then just clean and disinfect any food preparation surfaces and equipment that you're going to be using um, for your business before you start um, making the, yeah, preparing the food for your business. And that is across all councils, is it? That's not like a, some like it, some don't. That is a, a general, yes, they are allowed. In, in my, ex- yeah, in my experience, yes. Um, I don't know any officer that would say to someone, you, you have to get rid of your cat or your dog. Um, but we have to be very clear, like pet, they can't be seeing pets in the kitchen during the inspection either. Yeah. Um, so you'd need to be very clear to the officer, this is how I work. This is what I do. This is where the pet goes. Mm-hmm. Um, this is my procedure for cleaning and disinfecting before I start. Um, but of course, if you're saying this and then the cat wanders in and walks across the work surface, that's not going to be too believable. Um, so just make sure, you know, it's very clear what you're doing. And during the inspection, pets are out of the, the kitchen. Um, I've got well. another question for you. <laughs> Sorry, we've started now. <laughs> okay. What if it's open plan? So like you've, you've got your lounge and your kitchen. Because my house, my house is quite, it's not completely open plan, but it's quite open plan. I've got my own little cake studio, which is where I am now in the garage. But previously okay. mine was quite open plan, but they kind of came to a line and stopped. They knew where their, yeah. their line was. But but I know what you mean. If you can't block them off, what do you do? Yeah, I, I see. I'm really lucky. I've got little dogs they, As they can't, one on the back you can probably see one yeah, up on, yeah, on yeah. shoulder so, <laughs> so there, there is no way that they're coming near any of the surfaces that I'm working on but um like if you have a bigger dog or something like that and it's open plan it's a bit more difficult isn't it 
Yeah, so it's going to be a case by case because it's going to depend on what the officer actually sees in someone's house. Mm -hmm. But I would say for open plan, like if there's just another room in the house where you can put the the cat or the dog and shut the door whilst you're making food for your business, I think that's probably what you're going Mm. to need to do. This is just me speaking generally without seeing a specific That's as well you can tell, can't you, if when you go into a home whether the animals are crawling all over the surfaces <laughs> that's not a thing you you can you can just tell yeah <laughs> you, you get yeah you get you do get you do get some uh, some sort of impression don't you i think it's easy to be able to say to the officer like, even if it's open plan like we we put the cat or the dog but we shot yeah. them in this area yeah. so it, um, and you can so also have a spare gate set. can't you it, between um the the main entrance of the that room so they're on the other side of yeah. that. Yeah, that that could that could be an option as well. Um, I think yeah, just as long as there's a clear separation. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's gonna yeah, it's difficult without seeing like a specific setup. Yeah. Because like, let's say it was very there. close to the kitchen. <laughs> um, most officers though, like they're gonna work, they're gonna be happy to work with a business as well. Yeah. So even if if there's something you're doing that's not quite right um they're gonna be able to give you advice as well yeah and not everything will affect the food hygiene rating if you haven't got the paperwork it's definitely going to have an impact but some smaller things won't necessarily affect the rating there'll be things that they can just give you advice on right um yeah and so i mean i know when 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 we were opening the shop and the reho in test valley and he kept so the shop was empty it had no um kitchen equipment in i think it had the sink and that was it it had no furniture Mm -hmm. upstairs we were still building the counter and he was great he came in and he he was like gave us all this advice before and it's like let's do this before you start the business before you start the build let's do all this advice now and that was so helpful um and i know people get really scared about ehos but I had such a good experience with him. It, you know, it's it kind of puts your mind at rest that they actually do want to help. I'd they don't want to shut to you down. I'd love to have an NEH show like mm. you, Natalie, come, <laughs> yes. come, come along. So, so many people say so many people say that. Um, I think though, just to touch on the point about the, you say you had an advice visit beforehand. Yeah. Um, this is what I say to sort of some home food businesses: is that when the Hopefully, when the officer rings you to make your make the appointment for your inspection, on that phone call, just use that as an opportunity. Like you can't ask them every single question under the sun, but if there's a couple of things that you're not sure about that you want to make sure you've got right before the inspection, uh-huh. just um, if it's the officer that's ringing you, which most of the time it will be, um, just ask that. Just ask them on the phone. Yeah. So, for example, the wash hand basin situation, if you've got a rough idea of what you're going to do, but you want to just check they're going to be happy with it, just say, this is what I'm currently doing for hand washing. Right. Um, I've thought it through. This is what I'm currently doing. Well, is this acceptable to you? Yeah. And then you will know before they even come and do the inspection. Yeah. And if they say, no, actually, I'd prefer you to do this, then you've got a bit of time to get that in yeah. place. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent advice. Thank you. And thank you so much You're for welcome. coming. Um, we probably could sit and actually have a million yes. more questions. <laughs> but we'll have to do another podcast. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, well, it was so easy to write the questions. Sometimes you're like, oh, well, I don't know what questions to ask. But it's like, boof, boof, boof. I just write them all down. Yeah. 
<laughs> um, right. So if you could let our listener know where they can find you online, socials, what you offer, how you can help them, all that kind of thing. Yes. Uh, so I'm very active on Instagram. I'm always posting food safety tips and advice to help small businesses. So if you want to find me on Instagram, it's the underscore safety underscore expert. I also, um, through my website, offer an online video-based level two food hygiene course. Consists of pre-recorded videos taught by me so you can learn in your own time. And at the end, you achieve your level two food hygiene certificate. So um, that's offered through my website. The website is www.thesafetyexpert.co.uk. I love your Instagram posts. Oh, thank you. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) As long as people find them helpful and useful, then um, then I'm happy. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do consulting as as well? Or is it that sort of like for bigger businesses usually rather than... Yeah, so I've done consultancy for many years, um, mainly for larger businesses. Um, So in-house auditing, in-house training. Um, I occasionally do some sort of one-to-one advice sessions with small business owners, for example, over Zoom, um, which I charge a small fee for. Mm -hmm. I don't massively advertise it just because I only have a certain number of hours in the day yeah. and there's, there's so many sort of different things to do with running the business. Um, but that's something I do do occasionally as well. But the main focus is the video-based uh, yeah. food hygiene training. And I'm planning to create more video-based courses as well. So one on how to get your five-star food hygiene rating, one on literally step-by-step how to complete safer food, better business. Wow. Um, so these are a couple I'm thinking of creating. So if it's of interest to any of your listeners, if they want to just let me know, drop me a message on Instagram. The more people that say they want these products, then mm-hmm. the quicker I'm going to create them. Mm. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for coming and chatting. Um, yeah, we could be here thank all afternoon. Um, and yeah, we will. I think we. I think we will see you again at some time. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, or maybe we could do an allergens one. <gasps> yes, <laughs> could do. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Get all your questions together, and and yeah, we'll uh, we'll plan uh, that for a couple of months. Perfect. Well, thank you so much, Natalie. Um, and enjoy the rest of your time in the warmth. Um. I will do. Yeah, thank you so much. See you soon. Thank you so much for having me. Take care. Bye. So (laughs) I really enjoyed that. Natalie Stanton from the Safety Expert was a good guest yeah i i think she is she's going to be a guest again she was so good and mm. you know how sometimes you get guests on and it's just lovely to sit and chat to them mm. i just wanted to probe i just yeah. wanted to ask <laughs> that's a good que- good thing to answer Tem- <laughs> just wanted to temperature probe oh no that sounds wrong <laughs> no i'll take that just edit that out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, some some yeah. some people you just you're happy to just sit and chat and natter away. Yeah. But with her, I just like like and about what and about I this kept, and then what about and that? I kept thinking about other questions as well. Yeah. That you know, oh, can't keep yeah. asking questions. <laughs> but no, she was she's and I'm very jealous that she's in where is she Lanzarote? Lanzarote, I think she oh. said. But I know yeah. she said it wasn't hot, but it can't be as miserable as here. Yeah, yeah, bone cold here. Yeah. yeah. Just talking about that bone cold. So hopefully we will get Natalie back at some point, but I do hope that this one has been useful for people. Yeah. 
Um, I think an allergies one would be good yeah. as well because um, it's there's some grey areas. Even though yeah. I know my allergies and I've got them up on the wall, every now and then I think, oh, raisins have they have they got that enzyme yeah. on them and things it's like, like that. Are about some so, stuff. sulfates. Bless you. <laughs> Isn't that one of the allergens? I think so. <laughs> sulfates. <laughs> That's an affliction you have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like we've got um, we've got someone coming at work. To, um, I think Thursday we, we, we're doing a big thing at work, and someone said they have a nut allergy. Mm. And of course, I went into like, oh my god, she's got nut allergy. She can't eat anything here and all this. So then I've spoken to them, and they're like, oh no, no, I just can't eat it, but I can be in the same room as it, or I can. Yeah. It's like then I think the whole nut allergy is. It terrifies me, really. Yeah. If someone says they have a nut allergy, I'm like, no, I'm just not dealing with you. Yeah. Because well, that I, I don't do severe nut allergies. I, yeah. I say there are nuts in my kitchen. Yeah. As well yeah. as nuts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. But um, <laughs> the other day I had, um, I did a, a, a cake for a friend mm-hmm. and halfway through baking it, they said, there's somebody with a severe nut allergy. <gasps> And I'm like, oh my god, oh my god! So, the the lengths I went to to make sure it was all right, but it turns out it was a baby who wouldn't be eating the cake anyway. Oh, for heaven's sake! But I know it was a severe nut allergy. Yeah. but it was a cake without nuts in it anyway. Yeah. But, oh, anyway, but, I mean, I know there are some people that they just have to go near. Right. So there's a thing. There's um an Instagram profile I follow, and it's actually a dog. Right. So it's a a dog that sniffs out something that someone's allergic to, and it's oh, um, yeah. well, I don't know whether it's a nut or or whatever but they sniff out the the allergy and um someone picked i think they touched a, a like a cupboard and they put their hand down and the dog sniffed it and the dog was like no 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 you can't you can't eat you can't eat because it yeah. was on the hand wow yeah and to have a dog it's like a sniffer dog because your allergy is so bad yeah Wow. Well, sniffer dog because they're cute, but you know. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah, we're lu- we're lucky there are creatures out there that can help. Us. Yeah, we are lucky to have dogs. Mm. We are definitely yeah. lucky to have dogs. But no, it's, Natalie was fantastic. Um, yeah, definitely. I, I, I mean, I've asked questions that I was like, I don't know. So mm. I'm really pleased, um, and I'm pleased to know that whilst four and a half years is quite a long time. It's all right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you have any questions, um, maybe for a a future podcast about allergens, let us know because um, it would be nice to have our listeners' point, um, you know, point of view. Yeah. Sort of like put some of their questions to, you know, definitely, definitely. Because it's so diverse. Yeah. We haven't done a QA for a while as well, actually. We haven't done a QA. Maybe we should. Maybe we should. If anyone's well, got questions, ask us. We'll do a Q&A. <laughs> hey, let's just plan the podcast on the spot, yeah. on the podcast. <laughs> right, okay. Are we ready? Oh, we are. Do you know, I, I, do you know sometimes you sing songs in the car? The other day yeah. I started singing product of the week in the car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> It's like an earworm. It gets in your head. It gets in your head. Anyway, time for product of the week, product of the week. It's time for product of the week. (laughs) 
<laughs> can um, I go first? Right. Can I go first? first? Go on then. Okay, I'm just going to move this because I have to go into my screen. That was Sammy's because... microphone she's moving. So if you can't oh. hear her now, it's because she's put it on the floor. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, come, I'll come closer. Right. <laughs> okay, so it's not a product of the week per se, but it is kind of. So um, I'm um, a member of Susan Esper Cake School on Facebook, mm-hmm. and she did a live video on Sunday, um, which I missed, and I was quite sad about it. So I, I sat down last night and watched it, and it was just so nice to, oh. to watch. She's so, so lovely. And they've got a new She's got a really soothing voice, isn't she? Oh, my God, yeah. And and she's just so organized i know she would if she listens to this and she'd go no no i'm not um but but yeah she's just calm and she knows what she's doing so um she was she they've got a new product uh a lily abstract stencil and she was demoing this product and i learned so much about how to lay so she uh paneled a square cake Right. And she did the stencil in royal icing and showed you how to put the royal icing on and how oh. to attach the panelling. And then she did and she did that in black with white royal so icing. So did she do the stencil and then put the panel on the cake? Yeah. Oh. And, but she's going to do another video later on to demo doing it on the cake as well but and then she did the paneling method on a round cake and she lay the um sugar paste out she um dusted it so it had like a peach shimmer on it and then she did the royal icing on it she gave you lots of tips did the stenciling and then applied it to the cake not only was the tutorial absolutely brilliant the um product as well is stunning so i haven't got the product yet i think i will be purchasing it but i can (laughs) highly recommend suzanne esper cake school um i i'm pretty sure it's uh i'm not sure if it's a facebook group i'm a part of but you if you click on her page yeah you'll you'll find it and the, the and the live is there because I've just gone into a page and clicked on it. Yeah, I've often I've often looked at um like stenciling people that stencil and then put it on the cake. So I'm always like I would smudge it, I would get it everywhere. Yeah. But maybe I need to go and go and, and watch, watch this then. video because she shows you how to do it and she actually oh. lets it dry because you'd think oh it's all going to crack off. But yeah, yeah. See that's what. I- <laughs> yeah. Because no, I used to really watch good Lily good Cake Genius doing it all the time. I'm like, well, how do they, how is it so yeah. flexible? Okay, yeah. I need to go and watch. So Suzanne yeah. Esper Cake School. Yeah. And right, she did a live on. on Sunday. There, okay. are, there are a lot, there are other lives on there as well, because I've watched her before. Yeah. Well, this will um, be a Sunday a few weeks, because by the time this goes out, it might be a couple of weeks' time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was doing a giveaway as well, which is why I wanted to watch it on Sunday, because you know me, okay. I love a competition. But <laughs> I forgot about it. I started tidying uh, my bedroom and that was that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I do like Susanna's bed. So I'm, I'm going to go and watch that. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's definitely we, one I'm going to watch. We, we'd love to have her on a guest, as a guest, but I think yes. we will in the future, won't we? Yes, we have spoken to her. Um, we spoke to her at Cake International, so. Oh, no, I've emailed her a few times as well. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah. 
I know they're busy though. Yeah, we are busy mates. Yeah. <laughs> um, right. Okay. Mine. Now mm-hmm. I've done this. I know I've done this before and I think you have done it before as well. And people are going to roll their eyes at me again going, oh, for God's sake, not that again. But this is very specific. So I'm going to go again with Canva. Oh, yeah, I love Canva. Right, so I'm going to go with the Canva professional because I messaged you about this the other day. I got really excited. I'm like, oh, my God, it does oh, you it. did, yes, yeah, yeah. And I went, I actually went in and had a look and I agree. Right. I think right, I so used Can- it as well. It's, it's brilliant. So Canva professional has got a content planner. So I if did you're, use it. It's, it's so good. So if you're doing yeah. something on camera, so say you're doing an Instagram, it doesn't support reels and it doesn't support stories yet. Um, but if you're doing something, say an Instagram post or a Facebook post or a pin, because I've been doing quite a few pins, you can do your, your thing, your pin or your post. And then when you go to save it or share it, you can schedule it on Pinterest, Instagram, um, you can also do it on TikTok, but then it takes you to the TikTok app. Mm. Um, so it will do it on all the, and Instagram, so all of them, and you can schedule it and then you can schedule it in advance and you can put in a title, you can put in the description. Um, on Instagram, you can't tag people. So that's one thing you can't do, but it does everything else. And then you put it, you schedule it. And then when you go to the apps, it has a content planner and it has a calendar and it will show you everything that's coming up and where you've, you've scheduled it to yeah blew my mind just blew my I, mind I didn't know about that last part but I when you told me I actually went in and I I have scheduled a post have for, you? Feb, for February yeah <laughs> yeah so if you so you know when you go back to the home page you go mm. to apps there's a content planner and it will bring up a, a calendar on the screen and you can see where you schedule things into it brilliant and the other thing is is that when you go into if you're making a post if you go into the apps there and you attach your Instagram to it, so you go to the Instagram app yeah. and then you can log in through Canva onto your Instagram. You yes. know when you know when you're doing um, so a post and you want to put a picture in it, you can take things from your directly from your Instagram feed and put them in a post and it doesn't have the Instagram watermark. So if you've, if you've done a reel and then you want to share that reel somewhere else, but you don't want the Instagram watermark, use the app on Canva and it just takes it off like a piece of media, like a photo or a video and it won't put the watermark on it. So you can then repurpose all your, um, all your posts from Instagram and then you can schedule them into Facebook or Pinterest and put them all on the content planner. So it's, Canva Professional is twelve ninety nine a month or ninety nine ninety nine a year. I think Canva is the best money I spend in my business for marketing. Mm. I use I use it so so much. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, I use it for everything. So if you're watching this on YouTube, all the stuff around the outside I've done on Canva. Hello on YouTube. <laughs> so all the stuff, so all the bits and pieces around the outside I've done on Canva. I do reels on Canva. I, I just do so much on Canva. But this, I yeah, blew my, blew my mind. Content planner. What? So you don't have to buy later or whatever. You can do it all on your yeah. on Canva. Like it. Yeah. Um, so that's it. All right. Okay, then. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, abrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? 
whilst we're, whilst we were talking then, I'm like, why is Bronya shouting? You're so loud. It's not. I put my microphone on the um, volume button and you turned your mic. <laughs> Sorry to have shouted. Didn't mean to. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as always, please like, subscribe, rate, review, Follow. go and join our follow and join our instagram um this is cake making we're on instagram um check out our blog daisycakeandco.com yeah um send us a message and we will read it out what was that (laughs) i keep going yep (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah send us a message and we will read it out um on an episode lovely to hear your voices um and we've hit 50k woohoo 50k downloads. 50k downloads. So on that high, we are going to say goodbye. Bye 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 bye.